listening to the BTF Podcast. Hello and welcome to BTF 33. That's the 33rd episode of the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Now we are joined by Greg this week. Hello. We're joined by Levi. Hello. And rejoining us in the studio here is John Miller. Back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the house from my uh, exploits abroad. (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk about that then straight away you've been to disneyland paris yes indeed how was it it was very good it was very good you, should, you guys should uh you should has anyone been uh yeah i did when i was about 14 14 that's 14. Quite old. i yeah. went when i was like six seven yeah okay but it's been a while french, french uh i've not been to disneyland paris no i've you been to florida i've been to florida been to yeah florida. Uh, yeah okay. And California. (laughs) (laughs) Not to come across as overprivileged here or something. But um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm so so of a Disney fan. Like, I'm not that into Mm. the whole Disney universe. Uh, Yeah, same. um, Yeah. Do you cuddle, cuddle Mickey and Minnie? Um, I did. I, I did try, despite despite my efforts. I was uh, unable to get a, a, a cuddle. Uh, no, uh, in fact, um, they uh, they came to breakfast. They did. They do a character breakfast, and they go around and they get a cuddle and a photo with all the kids, and they sign they uh, sign their autograph. So um, I got a selfie with Mickey. Oh yeah, got, 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 got a group selfie, which is, which is quite solid. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, but, but no, <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about this. No cuddle. No, no cuddle. cuddle. Okay. Do they no eat cuddle. breakfast? Do they eat anything? Yeah, a few, a few bacon. The piglet was there, so piglet. slices <laughs> of bacon. Crying on a corner. Show. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Uh, Levi, you've also been away in the the last week since since the last show. Where have you yes, been? Yes, I have. Uh, I went over to Amsterdam and I um, watched Stormzy at his concert on Saturday. Big Michael. Yeah, really, really good show. Uh, so if anyone gets a chance I'd definitely recommend going to it but mm. really really good the mosh pits were crazy as well yeah I've seen was it? <laughs> he's great what was his what was the the best track that he played during uh, well like the crowd reaction at least yeah, to the yeah. track the crowd reaction probably Vossi Bop was uh, really? yeah really? it was his last wow. track the last track that he played for it everyone was chanting for it right at the end um, and then he played it and then it opened up into like a massive mosh yeah. pit um, and everyone was just bouncing off each other sweaty arena um, what was the like the split between sort of UK fans like yourself that had travelled over and there was quite a few and Dutch there was quite a few UK fans but I think when you go to uh, a concert almost abroad I feel like fully abroad almost almost abroad (laughs) (laughs) dip your toe Um, in the the crowd's di- the crowd's different <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's different like massively different I feel like the UK fans obviously are like riled up and a bit rowdy so you could tell who the rowdy ones were they were usually from the UK and the Dutch ones were a little bit more Reserved. subdued for a reason subdued yeah. um, so we all know why that is <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah we were diving straight in obviously mosh pits um, but yeah it was really really good and he, at the end of his show as well which I which I quite liked actually he came across the front. Um, and said hello to like everyone across the front that was, was there so it was quite nice 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 uh and yeah enjoyed the trip um otherwise you're only back this morning which is tuesday morning we'll we'll be honest yep. about that <laughs> <laughs> this uploads every wednesday at 7 p.m but yeah as we're recording you you only just got back this morning yep yeah so you're uh fresh, tired you're throwing an excuse or you you're right you're refreshed oh, i'm all right i had a good i had a good sleep when i got back as well so um i'm happy i'm happy so I'm good. I'm any, ready any, to go. Any extracurricular activities while you're 
None cycling. whatsoever. It's a bit of cycling. Like, bit of cycling. Yeah. cycling. cycling. Yeah. I saw you on a pair of clogs on everywhere. Instagram. <laughs> 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 Anne Frank Museum. Yeah. Um, okay, so on the show today... Oh, actually, but Greg, good week. Just left them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really matter, does it? Yeah, I didn't go anywhere special. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, hectic, busy, busy. He got yeah. Actually, cards. we went to... You say we didn't go anywhere. We went to Crystal Palace game Yeah, we Saturday. did. Really good game. A Newcastle and Crystal Palace. 13th versus 14th thriller. Yeah, a six-pointer. Um, a six-pointer, yeah. Uh, Sounds like a good game. It, uh, do you know what? It was a great game. It was one of the best kind of low-scoring games I've seen. The goal itself, Patrick Van Arnholt with a beautiful, a bit of a, yeah, worldie, uh, right on on half-time. And then there was some action towards the end of the game as well, there wasn't was. there, with... Uh, Wilf Zaha getting yeah. someone sent off. Can't even remember the name of the uh, Lazaro. Lazaro He's from uh, Inter, online from Inter. Ah, okay, yeah, good little player. Thoughts on Selhurst Park? Uh, yeah, I really like it as a stadium. I think that it's definitely got a really good atmosphere. Um, it's the first time I've been. I've always sort of wanted to go. Crystal Palace is sort of like a team that I've always appreciated. Um, yeah, no, I felt like it was really good. That um, interestingly enough, now in the uh, the two teams meeting, that is the seventh goal um, out of over a hundred attempts on goal now only um, seven guy. yeah these Stat are the <laughs> the goal the only goals that have been scored against them are set pieces and that was the seventh oh, wow. set piece yeah yeah what a, what a set piece it was as yeah well. it was beautiful Palace missed a couple of absolute set. I don't know if you saw the highlights yeah, at all probably yeah. you didn't leave I but, haven't no um, <laughs> yeah but uh, there was a couple of sitters missed in that game of course, um, yeah. but yeah. it was like watching a Dubravka highlight compilation oh, on YouTube as well. What the a man's insane. What a Seven million he cost them. I think he's better than Alisson, to be honest. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> great show. That's an absolute great show. Blimey. That's Reel a BTF 31 throwback for you there. <laughs> uh, please go back uh, and watch it. So on today's show, um, we will be... Uh, Greg has a, a little quiz for us um, related to Love Island, which obviously concluded this week. We'll talk very briefly um, about the final of that. So you probably didn't see the final, Levi. I haven't watched the final. I know the outcome of the final, you know who won. Um, but I I did catch Thursday night's episode. Okay. Um, so I'm about two days out of date. Yeah. And John? Yeah, watched it. Got the prediction right. Um, Finn and yeah, Finn blimey. Page. Yeah. Um, so, someone else said that. It, didn't it weren't me. I said. I said Sean or anywhere yeah, she did. was with her. Yeah, that didn't quite work out, did it? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss of death. <laughs> but yeah, I, I said that um, Shanice and, and Luke, Luke T yeah. would win. Um, they came runners-up in the end, mm. which, I mean, thoughts then on... So, Greg, you kind of stopped watching it a bit for the, the last week of the show, but mm. um, from what you did see, yeah. um, who would you have preferred to win out of uh, Finn and Page and uh, Shanice and Luke T? I did like Shanice and Luke T. Um, I feel like there's a added element of Paige and Finn have been... Paige was, I think, one of the first two of the two girls in the villa in the first place. Mm. So very, very original cast there. And Finn, as soon as he came in, I think he yeah. almost straight away went into Paige. So I think that they were solid from the beginning. I think that's where their following come from. Also, I think that uh, when Shauna came out, she made... she got a massive push on social media for Paige to win. Yeah, yeah. I think she was the reason that she got over a million followers on Instagram. And uh, I think that will be the, the big contributing factor to that over Shanice and Luke T. Of course, Shanice had a little bit of an off, off and on thing with um, uh, Connor. Connor big, with a big, G. Connor with a G. <laughs> that didn't happen. And then a couple of others. So I think that it makes sense. I wasn't surprised to see that win, really. No. Uh, me neither. John, thoughts? Yeah. Um I wanted 
Luke T and uh, Shanice to win. Um, that whole sort of Disney really? thing that, that was that was class uh, when he asked her to to be his girlfriend and uh, the poem that he did at the end. Mm. Um, I just thought he brought quite a lot to the show, but can't argue with um, with Paige and Finn winning it. Like, yeah. Do you think Scottish people are the most mobilised voting group in in, <laughs> in the UK? <laughs> With what with the SNP and their uh, referendum on on in and out status of of the of the UK was it UK yeah the yeah indie ref indie ref yeah indie ref and the Temple of Doom <laughs> but I do think you know Scottish people do turn out and vote these days yeah. uh, when there's an opportunity so um, maybe that played something into it also the link with Lewis Capaldi whether yeah. it's true or not I think Paige is subconsciously and X Factor yeah, yeah and sub- X Factor. <laughs> Do you know Luke, was Luke, T, Luke T was on, I think his mum was on X Factor or something, because there's a clip, there was yeah, a clip yeah, going, going around. around. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And he yeah. talks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. The same, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned Lewis Capaldi there. I do feel like uh, I need to put in an editorial note here into the show. It's a Jerry Cinnamon update. Um, obviously, oh, yeah, two yeah. shows back, we did a, a run round of the studio of had anyone basically even heard of Jerry Cinnamon, who was... Uh, in the lineup for Reading and Leeds Festival, second to only um, Liam Gallagher on the Saturday of, mm. of the Reading Festival. At the time, none of us knew who Jerry Cinnamon was. We sort of berated um, him a little bit. We for did, um, and I must add now that <laughs> I've listened, and, and Lisa can attest to this yeah. uh, in our house. Basically, every day I've woken up and gone, Alexa, play Jerry Cinnamon. Well, I can attest to this because every time I've walked into your office, I see on Spotify, Jerry Cinnamon, <laughs> yeah. best of, is up on the screen. So He's become a bit of a fan of it. I've yeah. become a, a He's big a cinnamon. fan. I'm a, yeah, I'm one of, I mean, that's the only drawback, I think, that he does sound like a Pop-Tart flavour. Yeah. Um, but um, Cherry Cinnamon. Mate, he is, he is a, a brilliant artist. Um, mm. And yeah, I really would recommend um, all BTF uh, subscribers hit that subscribe link uh, below the video to to listen to yeah particularly Cantor um, and, and Belter yeah they're, they're the two big ones I'm uh, equally as clueless as I was, as I was <laughs> in the episode when you first mentioned as I do you know what was well. a, do you know what was the turning point for me is that it, he is going to be um, supporting two of my favourite like um, bands from when I was a kid. Uh, on their American tour, Dropkick Murphys and Rancid, he's he's supporting them, which is a crazy coincidence um, that we talked about him, and, and now that's happening. So now you have to like him. So now I have to like <laughs> him by association, because exactly. uh, yeah. that's the way that society works in 2020. Um, <laughs> let's then do Greg's uh, quiz if you yeah. if you are ready. Absolutely. Um, and I'll let you kind of explain uh, how this is going to work. All right. So what it is is, I've got the Instagram bios and the follower numbers for a hand-picked um, couple of islanders that we've had. And your job as a collective or in- individual, whatever you want, Dan, uh, is to choose- <laughs> These uh, two don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, higher or lower than the next one. Okay. I'm, I'm so competitive, so I'm gonna go as an individual. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Individual. yeah. individuals, yeah. Right. Individual. yeah. We'll try and keep score. Okay, so I've got uh, the first one, Paige Turley with 1.3 million followers. Is Shauna gonna have more or less followers? I'm going with lower. Shauna. I'm gonna say lower. I'm gonna go higher. Okay, so one point to John. She has 1.4 million followers for Shauna. (laughs) Okay, so 1.4 million for Shauna. Next one is Naz. Higher or lower than Shauna? Do I get to go first? Because I want to. Yeah, go first. Yeah, right, lower. Levi? 
He's thinking about it. I'm gonna say lower. <laughs> lower. I'll go with higher then. Higher. Okay. Yeah. Points to John and oh, Levi. Yeah. Is lower. Get it's not Get going it. well. He's not going well here for me. <laughs> he has two four, for two. Four hundred seventy-eight k followers. Ooh. Oh, that's quite a bit lower. Well. I mean, <laughs> not compared to Shauna. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, so Naz, 478k. Wallace Wilson, higher or lower? Wallace. Wallace. Weirdest, weirdest thing. Literally, I was on his Instagram just the other day. Did you follow? Because no. that will, yeah, there we go. I did not follow. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Higher or lower? Higher or lower than 478k? Lower. Lower. Got a go higher <laughs> points again to join <laughs> three for three John and Levi yeah, 152k just, just fade whatever I say like, <laughs> just, yeah. the just reason why again. I knew it'd be lower is because you were on his page <laughs> <laughs> not because I was on his page but what stood up to me is what Aurel really clearly is he's already gone back to um, personal training Oh, um, really? Oh, no brand deals. No brand so deals. He's gone back to his day job. Giacomo oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wallace Wilson, 152K followers. Next, we have Demi Jones. Oh. Higher or lower? Higher. Yeah, it's I, got to be higher. She's in the show I, for longer. I need some points on the board here. I'm going to have to go higher. <laughs> higher. And Levi. I'm saying higher as well. Oh, points all round. She has 685K followers. Is John winning? I am winning by one point. You keep in count, yeah. yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm after you. You're three. Is okay. it three, two, one, or four, four three, three four, one, one, one? Okay, so Demi Jones with six hundred and eighty-five k followers. Next, we have Jess Gale, one of the twins. Higher or lower? So she has an individual account. It's not like a twin account. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Individual account. Okay. Oh, higher or lower, Jess Gale? I'm going one. higher. This is a tough one. I'm going lower. I reckon she probably had a few going into the show. Okay. I'm going to go lower. It is lower. Get yes. in, <laughs> Get in. 539k oh, followers. Mate, he's on a roll, isn't he? He's on a roll. Okay, so Go for on. Jess Gale, 539k followers. Next, we have Eve Gale, the twin oh. sister. Higher or lower? Lower. Lower, 100%. So then she was out quicker, so she might have had more. She might have been doing, doing bits, doing brand deals on the outside. True. Um, but yeah, I say lower. Because <laughs> okay. I need points. Can confirm it is lower. 412k nice. followers. I was also on her social media. This is why we probably about two weeks ago. This is why we didn't reveal to Levi what the the theme yeah. of the, <laughs> the quiz was. Because he yeah he would have been on there. Okay, next up we have Rebecca Gormley, Miss Newcastle 2018-2019, as her title is. Higher or lower? Then Eve Gale. It's a tough one. She was in the show longer, wasn't she? I'm oh. going to say lower. I concur. I'm higher. Going higher. Can confirm it is lower. Oh my. Yes. 230k. Stop, stop me. 200, is that it? 230k followers. Is, is, that, that, it? is that it? We, we, <laughs> we, we, you know, BTF podcast. 150. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> higher or lower? <laughs> uh, okay. And then, so we've got Rebecca Gormley with 230k. Then we have Ched Azor. Ooh. Big higher. Ched. Big. Higher. The sweet one. I'm going to go lower. What's John thinking? I'm also going to go lower. Can I confirm it is lower? Oh, 163k. Nice. Dan, did you even play this game? Yeah. <laughs> did you even watch that? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no. <laughs> okay, next up we have Molly Smith. Molly Smith, 
So Molly, higher or lower than 163k? Uh, higher. Lower. Higher. Oh, it's it a split decision on these two. Interesting. It is higher. 443k. Nice. 443. Great formation. So I, think, you got? I think that must conclude that <laughs> John's sort of sailing away there. I've, I'm, I'm, free, I'm free up on you. He's free up. Free up. Yeah. How okay. many's left? Right. I, I've got two more. All right, let's so, do them. Let's do Speed em. rounds. Speed round. Okay, so we've got Molly with 443k. Next up, Callum Jones. Lower. Higher. Higher. Higher, 747k. <laughs> I've got all of them right. God, finally. This is insane. <laughs> and finally, Finley Tap. Higher. 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 Yep, higher. One, <laughs> one million this dead. Guy. <laughs> this guy, unreal. Uh, Please don't. Go and drop Soft it on my hand. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Well Absolutely smashed it. Well done, lads. <laughs> right. um, well, before we move off Love Island, can I give a big shout out Yes. To a good friend of mine, Lily Beck, who uh, did a cover of uh, You Somebody. Mm. Um, and uh, she got told that it would be on that they might use it. And they wait, she waited the whole series and then they used it right at the end for the montage. No from, way. Um, um, Luke T and uh, Shanice, who were her favourite couple. That's huge. Um, so, yeah, it's on, the, um, it's on the soundtrack, Love Island sound soundtrack. Um, and I know she listens to the show, so big yeah. shout out to What's her Instagram? Uh, Plug it. Lily Bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout Lily out. Yeah. We'll put it in the description. Put it in the tags. But yeah, we'll put it in the description uh, yeah. below. So let's move on then. Let's talk a bit of sport. Um, there was a big fight this week. Um, massive, massive fight. Between, yeah, I can't think of between YouTube before we were yeah. the yeah, pretty much. Actually, we had <laughs> a few technical issues before the show, and we've been trying to keep these two from actually uh, talking about this issue. So, um, ding, ding, ding. Who ding, wants? Ding. Yeah, yeah who, who wants to go? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Levi. You lead it off. I mean, I think myself and John are pretty much in consensus really about the boxing. Um, Wilder Fury. We've been waiting for it after the first fight, um, and now we finally got to experience the second fight. And what an outcome it was! I'm not gonna lie, I set an alarm to watch it. I bought the fight before before I went to sleep, and I slept through it. I woke up at like six <sighs> six o'clock, and I was fuming. Um, oh, but oh. to see my Sky Sports notification pop up and see uh, Deontay Wilder had been stopped in the seventh round. I don't know about you guys, but I was really, really surprised to see that he was even stopped. I was mm. surprised. I was very surprised. I was, I was very surprised. However, <laughs> however, that's the sound you, clip for this week. Yeah. Yeah. BTF boys surprised. <laughs> was it on the show where I said that I had the dream? I had a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was it on the show or was it? Was I remember. Talking? I think it was when we were probably setting up. Yeah, maybe. So I, I a couple of weeks before I had a dream. That fury knocked him out in the eighth Miller round. Miller Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked him out in the eighth round. And then I woke up, checked the date, and I was like, nah, um, that's not going to happen. Um, we d I did predict him to win on points because I didn't think he had the power. But what a performance. Um, what a performance. Um, I've got to be number one in the division now. I know Anthony Joshua's got the belts, but he's Ring Magazine number one. He's holds, he has held all the belts. And he never lost it in the ring. Um, I'll agree with his number one for now. Yeah, but at the moment, I'd say he's got to be. I'll be very, very interested to see how the fight with um, 
if it ever happens as well with Anthony Joshua goes, I think the key to him winning this fight was the fact he was he changed trainer and he was able to unlock almost this like different level of aggression basically he never had before. Mm. Um, I think before Deontay Wilder called him pillow fists or someone called him pillow fists. Um, but he came into the fight weighing in at two hundred and seventy three pounds, which is heavy. Mm. So what he done is use that to his advantage, leaning on Deontay Wilder for over. the whole yeah. fight. That's gonna be tiring. Yeah, but, and then not only that, it just means that when you throw a punch, that's two hundred and seventy-three pounds behind that punch. Yeah. And he's probably weighed more than that actually in the ring on the fight. Yeah, on, on the on fight night. Interestingly yeah. though, Deontay Wilder came in at a career heaviest as well. Yeah. So true. It's yeah. but his legs look even skinnier, so <laughs> a bit of an imbalance. Don't there. skip leg day. Yeah, <laughs> skip leg day for for life. Um, yeah, no, it was a it was a quality i've actually watched it about twice um, I, I watched it a couple of times as well i i would say if the only uh, not not a criticism i don't want to take anything away but we've been saying for a long time on this show that you know um even when we used to do the the boxing round dan you remember i, I used to always go in on wilder because i just didn't rate him i just thought this was just inevitable is his um resume is awful there's no one in there with any power there was no one in there there's an ex-navy seals Teachers, um, um, you know, I've, I've said ex this before. Uh, American football players and Dominic Brazil, Eric Molina, um, and uh, Gerard Washington. Those guys are not top top twenty at all, and you know they're in his like last ten fights. As soon as someone with, and I know Levi said this as well, as soon as someone with any power, any aggression, any skill, like a Derek Chisora, Joseph Parker, Dillian White, Anthony Joshua, or a Tyson Fury, evidently. He was going to lose. He was always going to lose. Why do you like think that? he's been ducking Dylan White from 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 the get go? Dylan White's been waiting two almost two years for his mandatory challenger, which is unheard um, of. Status, Longest time in history, and he still hasn't got still hasn't got his shot. So I think it was uh, part of um, Shelley Finkel's like planning almost um, to try and avoid and trying to protect basically his champion um, and keep him, you know, for a promotions company uh, as business viable as possible um, and keeping him away from the heavy hitters. He knew that Question. the weakness was there. Where does he go from here? Does he fight AJ? Who? He, he, so what's what, the thing? Fury I, or Wilder? Well, I'll say Wilder. Where oh, does Wilder, Wilder go from here? Okay. I mean, he has, I've, I think he has. Well, um, doesn't he have a clause where he can, yeah. yeah. I think he's he, exercised He's exercised that. it, yeah. And what happens with that though? Who, who decides that? Who makes the decision? So, because it's contractually obliged, I think he, they ha the next fight has to be that fight. Right. Um, with Fury. Yep. And then that happens in summer, I believe. Mm. Um, and then, after that, then that's all they've contractually obliged to. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Fury roughed him up. Uh, he had blood coming out of his ears. Yeah, yeah I saw his lip. Threw him his, about. his lip was like all over yeah. here. And, so yeah. ragdolled him. Proper ragdolled yeah. him around. I will just say that Wilder completely defends the fight, and he says that he wasn't hurt at all. I've got his post-match uh, interview. He's like Logan, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll read it to you. So uh, Wilder tells uh, Yahoo Sports, class. Um, he, good, good media outlet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he didn't hurt me at all, but the simple fact is my uniform was way too heavy for me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have no legs from the beginning of the fight. He's a wordsmith. This one. Uh, in the third round, my legs were just shot all the way through. But I am a warrior, and people know that I'm a warrior. A lot of people were telling me it looked like something was wrong with you. Something was. But when you're in the ring, you have to bluff a lot of things. I tried my best to do so. I knew I didn't have the legs because of my uniform. 
He said it weighed uh, weighed 40 pounds with the helmet and what? all the batteries. I wanted my tribute to be great for Black History Month, and I guess I put that before anything. Oh, so this is where you came into the ring, yeah. yeah, the ring walk thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What was it? It was like a, it was like like a some big sort of car, like an Kylo Ren, yeah, type thing. Like <laughs> mask, helmet, and the eyes like they lit up, yeah, red, lit up. Disney. <laughs> I personally just think we're clutching at straws. That's a that's a David Hay big toe. Yeah, yeah. Clutch, it's a big toe. Yeah. Clutching at straws. Like when Anthony Joshua for Andrew Ruiz, he gave Ruiz his um his props. his props, and he just moved on and said, "We'll go for the rematch." I just think it shows almost the type of person that he is. Yeah, that he's already clutching at straws and saying that his ring walk outfit. Nah, way man, too I don't. Much. I don't buy it. I don't, don't want to hear it. it. I don't. Buy I want to hear it. it. Yeah. Watching that fight back, I mean, if you, if you take that fight in a vacuum, this man does not look like he's got 14 knockouts. And, you know, it, he did not look impressive, did he? No, no, no. He's, he is, um, he's got one, one move, and that is a, a one-two big punch from range. Yeah. The reason why he's won so many fights is because people are scared of it, so they stay at range and think, oh, I'll, I'll just stay out of the way. Um, but I've always said that if you close the distance which is why I think Dylan White beats him in three rounds um, he closed the distance inside. and hit him in, in with some body shots and get him on the inside rough him up with uppercuts like what Fury was doing he, he can't he can't fight on the inside he can't fight mid-range he, he has to you have to be away from him mm. and he's got to time it and everything's got to be in play yeah. and he was able to do that because he was fighting lower tier opposition as soon as he fights anyone middle tier or above with any skill with any inside fighting with any movement he's, he's, he, can't, he can't throw it he can't throw it I would say um, if Wilder and Fury fight again in this trilogy rematch, I'd say exactly the same outcome will happen. Uh, Fury will win. And I think finally he can stop fighting bums. And he's actually been found out. He's been found out. His weaknesses have been exposed. And if he fights Joshua, all these hype fans that were saying, oh, Joshua's not that good, will find out if he fights Joshua, the same thing will happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I concur. Concur. All Ooh, right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll park it there for the uh, the um, Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder talk, and we will head back to football as we do on each episode of the Back to Football or the BTF podcast, as it's uh, affectionately known these days. <laughs> um, so let's talk Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, Greg, you're going to op open up uh, the chat on this one. Yeah, okay. So basically, uh, with an interview with uh, Spanish outlet AS, he basically talked, opened up a little bit about a potential move to Real Madrid. Um, I don't know if you've seen any, you've obviously seen the picture. Convenient timing. Yeah, it's Ooh. brilliant time with the, with the ban on the Champions League and all of that. The, uh, the uncertainty, we can say at this point, around the future of Manchester City in, in Europe. Um, we've all seen the picture with him with Manchester City shirt yep. and Real Madrid shirt draped over his shoulders. I don't know what we think about that. It's pretty cheeky when you're playing for a, you know, when you're contracted to a certain club. Mm. I think it's a no-no in football. Yeah. I just think it's typical Raheem Sterling. He showed his true colours at Liverpool and he's about to show his true colours again <laughs> at Man City. He's not a one-man one club at all. Yeah. So, I think time will only tell if we'll see um, the Raheem Sterling that forced his move from Liverpool to Man City if he was forced to move out of City to Real Madrid so I have got the interview in front of me it's, there's a few absolute Brentisms in there so I'll do my best to try and uh, communicate that to you so Sterling was asked if one day he would like to play for Madrid and he's responded how do I answer that one is that camera live or just taking Ooh. pictures yeah Ooh. 
No one knows what the future will hold. I am a player and I'm always open to challenges, but right now my challenge is at City and I'm really happy. I have a contract with City now and I have to respect this. Real Madrid are a fantastic club. He's gone. <laughs> he is absolutely gone. When you see the white shirt, you know what the club stands for. It's massive. No contact. I don't even need to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, me. I don't even need to hear anymore. I think Yeah. The the, tran- the transfer saga will soon begin. He's been almost he I think he randomly disappeared from the city lineup. I think he was injured for a small period of time, but he started making appearances off the bench. Mm. So I don't know if the the club have seen that he's a bit unsettled or what or whatnot. I think there's definitely something brewing there and I don't think Raheem Sterling will be a Manchester City player for much longer. I mean, I, I would argue that he's a bit of a nomad. I don't think he has any yeah, loyalty yeah. to offer to anyone. Um, you know, like, like Adebayo. Yeah, like Adebayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's, a, he's a footballer that's out for him, himself, out for, to make money for his family, whatever. Like, mm. I don't see a problem with that. I just no. think that Maybe. we kind of... I think there is a... You know, when players are that good and they're at that level and they're playing for England and they're a role model and this and that, like I think it's very easy to kind of put them on this sort of moral high ground that they are these conscientious kind of angels that, that respect the club that they play for. Whereas, you know... The one thing I would say is he, every single time he's at a club or every, any single time he does anything, he receives a lot of stick from the media. Mm, a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, of course. So... Unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, could it be the case that potentially he might enjoys football more if he does move out of England yeah. just take, take that but I mean you look at Gareth Bale out in Spain he's not adapted they all hate him out there yeah I think Sterling though like I think he's I think he'll do really well in La Liga do you think yeah, I think if him he does, and Eden Hazard can you imagine that if he, if he does move I think roughly now is about the right time I think Hazard took his move too late yep. mm. um, yeah and I think for Raheem Sterling if he is wanting to be class as a world class player I don't think anyone's given him that title yet of world class I would say he makes that move to Real Madrid and he starts scoring them goals and coming in with the assists and everything then he starts to get that title but I don't think he can fully achieve that potential yet you don't hand that title out easily do you no no world class is world (laughs) class shows that that player is on another level and it shows that you're on another level to the players around you yeah and I don't think that Man City is on another level to the players around him yeah world class you probably need to be top two in your position mm. maybe yeah so you you'd yeah you'd look at it like you would make the world 11 maybe yeah we yeah. say it at that at least, at least in the debate yeah, yeah. Sure final point then on Raheem Sterling to go to you John thoughts um agree with everything you guys said I think all right we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah. brilliant thanks um, thanks John. right for right to that one um, um Aaron Wambasaka is a better player than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Exactly, Discuss. Yeah. He's got better tackling stats, is not he? I'm actually disgusted <laughs> that this is even being mentioned in the same bracket. Look, don't get me wrong, Wan is like a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, really well. He played really well at Palace. And at Manchester United, he's not doing... I don't think he, he's reached the... <laughs> I'm about, I'm, about to say, I'm about to say he's not doing a lot wrong, but the reality is, is he's making more tackles than he did ever before, even before when he was at Palace. And I think that in itself says something. Says a lot about United. He was at Crystal Palace, who are lower than Manchester United in the league. But he's making the most... I think he had he has a stat, the leading stat, for most tackles in one game, which he had 10 consecutive tackles in one game against Southampton. So I think that's... The team that he's in isn't playing to his strengths. 
No. His strengths I are would not, agree with that. Mm, I agree, his, yeah. His strengths are not playing a ball at, the, at feet um, and trying to find a man. His strengths are merely in defending. Yeah. If you need that player to make the tackle, he's your guy to go to. I've never seen a player go to ground, like, defending. Obviously, like, Zaha goes to ground every time he's attacking. <laughs> like, But, um, yeah, Wan-Bissaka just loves just, like, going to ground in a tackle like more than any other player I've seen in this era but if we're making this a, a rounded debate and he's being compared to Trent which I think is stupid we're talking about a player that can do he can, he can defend I don't want to hear this debate of he can't defend he's in one of the is best Trent? Yeah, yeah he's in one of the best defences in the world um, and their amount, the amount of clean sheets that they're keeping is up there with, with the best defences in the league is the league and the world I don't, yeah. I don't think we can contest that at this stage. I've got some right. stats. Well, <laughs> go on, go, go on. The, yeah. oh, I'd, I'd, I would say that the Liverpool defence and the Liverpool attack both kind of, I think all, all you know, the midfield, the defence and the attack, I almost think you can't judge them on their own with Liverpool. Like Liverpool are so much of a cohesive team mm-hmm. that is impossible to say that you know that midfield i mean i think the midfield probably do a lot of the the work to make both um attack and defense look as good as they do but i think it is really hard and i, and I know that that's a really like open blank statement that um you could say about any team but i do think that liverpool just work so well as a team if you put a different midfield in there or a different front three would the defense still play the same as they do it'd be interesting to see um, the Liverpool defence facing as many like opposing counter-attacks or whatever as probably Man United defence does with the weak midfield that they've got Ricard, like Pereira or whatever he's called and Daniel, <laughs> Daniel <Pereira>. James yeah. <laughs> yeah I just think um, when, we're com- when we're looking at Trent and Aaron Bissaka I think what Trent brings to the table and what Wan Bissaka brings to the table are just at a completely different level Trent at the minute is head and shoulders above Wambisaka. And I know Greg's going to try and hit me with some stats, but <laughs> based on performances, based on league positions, and based on assists, what he brings to the table, I'm saying he's the better player by miles. Okay, Greg, stat man. Okay, I got some so I got stats, some stats. life. Stats, yeah. Stat egg. <laughs> um, okay, so Aaron Wambisaka, 24 appearances, 10 wins, 7 losses, no goals. Um, we've got Alexander Arnold, 27 appearances, 2 goals, 26 wins, and not a single loss. For uh, clean sheets, we've got six for Wambasaka, ten for Trent. Tackle success, Wambasaka, sixty-nine percent. Tackle nice. success for Trent Alexander-Arnold, sixty-seven percent. Oh, assists, assists, two percent, two percent. That's rough, isn't it? Um, recoveries, recoveries. Wambasaka, one hundred and thirty-two recoveries for Trent, one hundred and sixty-eight. Jules one. Wait, what is it? What re- define recovery? Recovery would be losing the ball and then great gaining. Yeah. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, recovering from being down. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. You concur? I'm okay, just going cool. to put a mic down because. <clears throat> Jules one, Wambasaka 161. <laughs> Jules one, Alexander Arnold 81. Oh, that's poor, isn't it? Jules lost, Wambasaka <laughs> 107. Jules lost for Alexander Arnold 111. Successful 50-50s, 39 for Wambasaka. <laughs> Successful 50-50s, 17 for Alexander-Arnold. Aerial battles won, 17 Wambasaka, um, 14 for Trent. 
Assists, of course, Wan Bissaka only two. Assists, Trent Alexander Arnold, 12. <clears throat> Cross accuracy, Wan Bissaka, 13%. Alexander Arnold, 23%. But that is comparing Wan Bissaka's. <laughs> Wan Bissaka's <laughs> crosses 69 of them, whereas Trent Alexander Arnold had 288 right. crosses. So attacking that's, wise, just to just to debate that, that's got nothing go to do with the player that Trent is, but it's to do with the system that yes. Liverpool play. Okay. Mm. Yeah. If we play a system where it requires crossing in the ball, then you cross that ball until it's successful and 23% success rate on crosses. I'm happy with. So I think Greg's stats have done the talking. If I, if I'm honest, yeah, I mean, I I, re I read into the stats that they're both world class. Um, just straight at Levi there. Interceptions as well. I think an important one. Wamba Saka's got 50 interceptions, whereas Alexander Arnold's only got 34. Yeah, because Wamba Saka has to intercept. Otherwise, Man United. They all have to intercept. Yeah, it's a game of football. Yeah, but the reality is Liverpool have a better collective team, so that the onus isn't just on one player almost or to make those interceptions or it's not almost a last ditch everything and with Man United I feel like they're defending his last ditch at the minute um, and with their defence where it's not a stable defence they're always changing centre-back partnerships I think those almost recoveries last minute things that need to happen are, real, are rife in Manchester United squad I don't know why John's looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting ready to talk, talk, talk to them about the next topic. So the Invincibles. Uh, wait, let, should we park it with the... So we just say that they're equal players. No, they're no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. On the same I, mean, I think we should park it in understanding that Trent <laughs> is far, far the superior player. I think player. when you're talking about last-ditch um, defending, I think clearance is quite a big one to bring up there. Clearance is Juan Pesacra has 44 and Alexander-Arnold has 57. Clearances it does not mean last ditch. Clearances could do. Could yeah. do. You clear it very much. Could do. Clear it. You guys Route think one. what you, you want. Be right. I think the the listeners, the viewers, the subscribers, true. they know. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm not even arguing with you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think Trent is a better um, player than Aaron Wan-Bissaka, maybe just give us a thumbs up on this video, um, and we'll see where we go from there. You will never walk alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right, the Invincibles. There were some statements made last week. Um, Levi, I'm happy if you want to make those statements again, if you want to stick by them. My in, statement, front, in front of John this my time. My statement, and yes. I will do it in front of John because I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> yeah, say to Liverpool's current team, as a collective, are better than the Arsenal Invincibles. And there's no question about it. Um, my response is, that's an opinion. It's not a fact. Um, and you can't say that, that you know Arsenal, Arsenal Invincible team they've, uh, they, they've done it for a long period let's, let's wait and see Arsenal Invincible's um, season record was 26 wins and 12 draws all I'm saying is Liverpool when they came second last season had 30 wins 7 draws and 1 loss do you know so, what man? when I listened to the show last week that wasn't <laughs> even the statement that kind of riled me up because that statement, I actually kind of agree as a collective. Um, the statement that made me want to thumbs down the show <laughs> <laughs> was, the whole show was that Levi gave the impression that only Thierry Henry would get into that team right, right. now. Okay. Which I think is a foolish statement when you've got players like World Cup winners, world-class players like Patrick Vieira, Gilberto Silva 
that would walk into that okay. team in this day and age over Jordan Henderson. That's cool. But I'm saying... Gigi Wijnaldum. <laughs> that's that's cool, I'm, saying, I'm saying <laughs> as, a, as a collective. <laughs> okay, boom. As a collective. <laughs> as a complete collective. Liverpool's team is better. So that, so in me saying that Liverpool's collective team is better than the Arsenal Invincibles, the statement is true because you're only able to identify two players that would potentially even come into our squad. But they play, who, play who different else? systems. They play different systems. They've got different managers. Who else? It was a different era. There's good what? Pascal Sigan. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was in Invincible, actually, was no, he? No, he wasn't. Um, no. Could have been. Might have been, actually. Might have been. He might have been. He Sylvain Wiltord. Better than Mane, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Berg, Dennis, Dennis Bergkamp versus... Um, Bobby. Bobby Firmino. Firmino. No question. Dennis Firmino. Bergkamp is a world-class player. You know, Firmino is, is a world-class centre Is Firmino forward. the top two in that position in the world right now? In what he does. What, what as what, a Firmino? false nine yes. position. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure he's, about he's that. He's number one. Greg's eyebrows are... I know I'm trying to think in my head. In, at a full, in a false nine formation. False nine. And the work the work rate and the workload that he Just, takes on. Who's, so who's better? didn't have any work rate. Who's better? In a false nine, centre forward. You, are you telling me Burkamp didn't have any work rate? I'm not saying he didn't have any work rate, but he doesn't have the work rate for Minia. I, I, I can tell you that I right now. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Burkamp, we're going to have to get the stats out. and, and, Burkamp, and you, think, you think Burkamp could track back like Firmino does, make the recovery tackle, but then get back up to the top of the pitch and score the goals as well? In his heyday, yeah. He, he didn't do it, bro. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know want to hear. You're, you're living in the past. I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> you're living in the past. I've I, I watched those games. You've been, up, you, you've been able to Nine, identify two players out of three. I said, I said three. The third one's up for debate because I'm, I'm still not convinced on Bergkamp because I can go through no, that. Four, four then. Because I said Thierry Henry, Bergkamp, Gilberto Silva and Vieira. Firmino's not even in the top 10 for goal scorers and he's seventh top assists. But what he does is not just goal scoring. What he brings to the, the team is not just goal scoring. Lord track back, created, assists, mm, tackles, not. yellow cards. Yellow cards? Yellow cards, because <laughs> he's tracking back and making tackles. Winnersh. Winnersh, yeah, tap flow. Um, yeah, I would... Dennis Bergkamp didn't like going on airplanes. That was that's something that we that's can the only negative factor into it. <laughs> Non-flying. Yeah, like, when they played in Europe, he did have to get no, the that train. Was, that was poor. That was poor. Or I just want to note: run, run, run through your Arsenal invincible team, and, tell, and I'll I'll be honest as well. No, do you know what the back the, the goalkeeper? Who's your goal, who was your goalkeeper in invincible season? The goalkeeper Allison is a lot better than Jens Lehmann. Um That's not debatable. And and the, we spoke about this. Don't the touch back the back four. four. I'm not touching the Liverpool back four. Um, I definitely have Sol, Sol Campbell in the squad. Um, <laughs> big big Sol. But he's not, he's not, um, who, who's, who's regularly plays, is it Gomez plays with? I'll say Gomez. I'll, I'll say plays with, uh, Van Dijk. At the minute it's Gomez. Last season, predominantly, we'll say Joel Matip. And was it Sol Campbell's better than Joel Matip. Yeah. Is Sol Campbell winning Champions League? Nearly. Scored a goal in the <laughs> no, Champions League no, no, final. No, 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 no. Scored a goal in the Champions League final. I don't want to hear nearly's. Did Sol Campbell win the Champions League? He's got me there. <laughs> yeah, he's got you he has there, got mate. me there. But it's, 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 it's not talking, one player with the Champions League, does We're it? talking world, cl whole, world class player. competitions. Sol Campbell is a world class player. Was a world class player. You pulled out on me. Oh, Patrick Vieira <laughs> is... <laughs> no, no context. No, no context. <laughs> no context. You pulled out on me yeah. that Patrick Vieira was... Um, Patrick Vieira is a World Cup winner. So I'm going I'm to say right. that, you can have that Joel Matip and Joe Gomez are Champions League winners. I'm going to add in one here and I'm, I'm pretty sure this was a player in, in the Invincibles 
and it's in, this is a very close one and I think it's a huge compliment to uh, to the Liverpool player that it's even close I would rate Ashley Cole mm. higher than Robertson only 100%. purely based on where they're at yeah. now I think Ashley Cole over his career and it's the same point that Tom brought up last week on the show that you know comparing Mane to Giggs you're looking at a fully sort of finished career versus someone that's in their prime now but I personally would take Ashley Cole over Robertson I'll completely I'll give you that that's but five players. I think we should go that's back. Five players no, no, no. Right that's Ashley Cole, Burkamp, <laughs> Thierry Henry, go back Jabot to my... Silva, and Vieira. Go back to my All original statement. Go back to my original statement. The Liverpool team as a collective are mm. better than the Arsenal Invincibles. But man to man, not. Man to man, not. No. Man to man, no debatable. Debatable. It's not debatable. It is debatable. It's not debatable. It's six to five, so technically they they probably are. I don't want to hear it and as well you left this one out before the show you were talking about Robert Perez and, and Mane in the same conversation no I wasn't talking about Let's, Robert Perez and Mane in the same conversation you were talking I said about Robert, Robert Perez. Perez was a consistent player who got 14 assists for three seasons in a row he's a World Cup winner backpedaling I'm not backpedaling, but he gets into that team. Bit part player, I think, in that World Cup win. Um, We should uh, um, probably leave it there. I think we could go on a lot longer, and I'm Mm. sure we will uh, after the show is over. Um, If you did watch today, make sure you uh, leave us a comment below and tell us maybe whether you do think that the Arsenal Invincible team uh, are better than the current Liverpool team. And do make sure you hit like and subscribe and of course if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes give us a follow on there Um, we do appreciate that and go and follow us on social media lots of uh, call to actions there at the end of our video but um, got to get them out there innit (laughs) yeah housekeeping Um, so next week we will be back for uh, BTF 34 Uh, exciting stuff Um, any plans for the week Greg? Um, no no. No, I start an internship actually tomorrow Looking forward to that. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, Good Le- luck with that. Levi? I'm trying to adapt to coming back to work after a holiday. As you do. And John? Going back to Disneyland. Going back to Disneyland. <laughs> Cuddling Mickey and Minnie. Cuddle. All week long. Okay, yeah. So thank you for watching uh, the BTF podcast, episode 33. Thank you. Bye. Oi, oi. Nice one.